episode three of the Fine Carry podcast is here. We're wrapping it up today. And so if you missed any, I'd encourage you to go back, watch episode one and two. But today I get to welcome some very special guests. Uh, if you're around City, you probably won't know these faces. So let me introduce that, you to them. Uh, I'm joined today by Avon and Kanye Middleton. Um, you guys uh, actually are a part of God First Four Ways, and so there's lots of people who may know you, may not. Um, but as we dive into our conversation, um, we're actually on the front end of your guys' preach that's coming this Sunday. So for most <laughs> people watching this, it means you're going to be watching this after Sunday. But it's weird. This is the, the glory of uh, podcast and digital life. Um, but Avon, Kanye, give us a 30-second. Who are you? What do you do? What's, well, what should we know about you guys? Um, Kanye, you can start. All right, ladies first, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, um, I am a mother of three. Uh, I homeschool my kids, and I run a talent agency called Stone Culture. And basically what that is, is I represent all faces, um, shapes and sizes, races and religions, and I help them to get onto TV. Mm. So, very much um, dealing with people a lot. That's my job. Amazing. <laughs> Avon, give us the, the 30 second. I am Avon, husband to Kanya, the entrepreneur, the mom, um, the mother of three. I'm father of three. Um, <laughs> that you know of? Yeah, I'm, no, no. I, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I'm a father of three with this amazing woman. Um, I am the founder of uh, two businesses. One is Clipping Point Media. We're an agency, an ad agency. We've been running for, sure, nine years now. And... Uh, I also run Top Gear South Africa, automotive publication. Uh, more recent acquisition, we got that about two years ago. So, yeah, kind of wear two hats. It's amazing. We actually have a, a, a connection that goes way back when, um, <laughs> being a part of what is now City Youth, but like eight, nine years ago was called Youth Ministry of God First Church back in the day. Um, so we go way back. But uh, I'd love to have this uh, conversation with you guys being a part of this Hope Platform series where we're talking about these different platforms that God gives us where we can actually bring hope. And obviously you guys are working in, um, in creative and media spaces, whether that's in publication or in talent or, you know, TV, all these types of very mm. cool, cool things. And it's a different type of industry, I think. Um, but maybe give us a little bit of an idea of your unique take on what it's like being a part of those spaces. What makes them unique? There's probably a lot of hopelessness that you do see in some of those. Um, but let us know what you guys are thinking and, and kind of how you shape that in your mind just around as a platform. You go first. <laughs> um, so I've been in the media space pretty much since I was 18. In fact, probably 16 because I, I did drama in high school. Um, I was the only kid in high school doing drama. And so I guess kind of started there and then went into film school where in Johannesburg, that is, and I met a whole bunch of very interesting people. As Kanye said, we work in a space of people. What we do is we tell stories, we communicate to people. Ultimately, everything we do is about an audience. So working in advertising, really, you're trying to understand people, you're trying to understand audiences and markets, and you're trying to speak to them in a specific kind of way. Um, and then, of course, in a, in a publishing sort of realm, it's a similar thing, just you know, you're doing it in a, in a different way. So, yeah, ultimately, we've, we've always just been about storytelling. But the thing with, we're, we're in a creative space. And the thing with creators is that there's quite a lot of, um, I guess, there's quite a lot of self, 
um, self-promotion. There's quite a lot of ideas. And you deal with people that kind of, they live in their own world. I mean, that's really the best way mm. to say it. Uh, particularly, you're really genius creatives. They live in, in their own worlds because they're paid to create worlds for other people. And sometimes there's people that just believe or think on a very different level to you. They just, they just live in a different place. Um, there are those who are happy to sit in a dark room behind a computer and that's where they're happiest. Mm. And then there are those who live in a space where they know everything and they believe they should be teaching and telling you and me what the world is and what the world looks like. Um, highly intelligent, highly, um, sometimes very strange people, if I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> is that not, that's not you. <laughs> no, well, maybe some people think that is me. But yeah, just uh, very strong characters because you're dealing with, the, as I say, people that are paid to create the worlds that we see on TV and newspapers and magazines and digital sort of scenarios. So, yeah, quite interesting. Kenya, how does it play out uh, out for you in a slightly different space, but yeah. definitely definitely working with creatives and, and those who are in that? So what's very interesting with being a, um, a talent manager, when you're dealing with people, mm. you're dealing with all aspects of the person. Um, it's, it's really also about um, managing identity, which is a big thing for me. Uh, when I started Stone Culture, I'm, in fact, my background's not in TV and film. Avon studied it, he went to AFTA. I went and did environmental studies, got a master's in it, did corporate for eight years, got retrenched, and then said, wait a minute, what do I wanna do that's going to be full of passion, that's gonna have God first, um, and that's gonna change lives? So I think I start there because that changes how I deal with the people who I work with. Stone Culture was started with just myself. That was six years ago. And coming into people's spaces, um, I really felt I was called to love, um, even the hardest. And I, I truly feel that God calls the people who come to my agency and the, even the um, clients. Um, and it's a real partnership that isn't always easy. Um, but I truly feel that um, my role is to help people see what God sees in them, uh, sometimes they don't even know it yet. Mm. So it's almost like this journey of identity with them because we don't, I'm not dealing with the superstars. I'm dealing with the, with the everyday mom who never thought about being on TV and I'm saying, you can, you will, because I did. Yeah. Um, and all walks of life. So, uh, and loving them through it. I think that's a big thing for me. Um, uh, and yeah, I don't know if I answered that question right, but... <laughs> No, you definitely did. Um, I think I love also hearing about this because, and I think specifically in like creative and media space, um, there's always this like clash of value systems um, that generally does oh, yes. happen and jump <laughs> in, um, which I'm sure, yeah, at a macro level, you guys are going to experience and then it comes out in all mm -hmm. these little microcosm moments. Yeah. Um, but what it's, what, what's it like wh when you are dealing with people who maybe there's a different value system in terms of how they value themselves or what they value mm. in the world or value in a project or, um, and when those things clash, how do you, how do you kind of deal uh, with those, uh, those clashes? I think I've had more clashes than Avon, I think, just in terms of the number of people that I've dealt with. Um, and I really, it's been um, also a journey for myself 
in terms of understanding the world and the people around us. Um, I, you know, we are a Christian-based agency, um, and our values are Christian-based. Uh, but what I believe is God has called me to love all. So we know in the Bible, Jesus was, he was dealing with those who were less in terms of people who didn't want to associate with. Mm. Jesus loved even the ones that people weren't loving. And I really felt that that's what I was called to do. So whether you are Christian or you're not, it doesn't mean you can't be loved. And you have to just shine God's light on them through it all. Um, I've had some really tough situations where, you know, it is conflicting with my value system, but kind of giving and sharing wisdom in those spaces. Um, and then on the creative side for ads and TV, uh, not everyone is wanting to hear Jesus shouted through the microphone. It's, I've often had it where it's like, okay, great. Can we do that again? Just without the Jesus, the Jesus. part. <laughs> um, and that's hard. That's so hard. And I, but I've, I've also gone, you know, God, you called me in this space. I've said it. I'm not leaving you out. I've said it. How it gets edited, how it gets shared is part of the creative agency's side of things. But I've been called to share your light mm. in these spaces and, and just sticking by that. Avon, mm. how's it played out for you? Sure. So for us, it's, it's been a journey. I think, let me start there. I think there was a point in, in you know, right in the beginning where there was this divide between myself as a Christian and then kind of when I went to work, whatever work looked like at the time, I kind of dialed it down a bit, you know, and I, th and I think that's a journey that we all walk. But I think in the last, I don't know, eight years, essentially, I would, the way I would explain it is I've become a bit more authentic. Mm -hmm. And essentially what that means is that I, I wear who I am on my sleeve, on my heart. It's through what I say, it's through what I do. So if you meet me or start to work with me, it's very likely that within a few minutes or hours, you'll know that I'm a Christian. Not because I go, hey, I'm a Christian, um, but because it's just, it's in my language, it's in how I speak, it's in how I act, and it informs a lot of my decisions. So what's been, what's been interesting for me recently is I have had to work with people who are either strongly atheist or people who have been burnt by church in in some way shape or form and so therefore really really are against church or anything like it or religion and then people who are of another religion and very strongly of that religion and what's been amazing as Kanye said is I don't treat anybody differently mm. and people have seen that I treat you with the same level of respect and, and love, as Kanye says, and I work with you in the same way. And what's been interesting is through that, I can tell you in the last, say, two years, I've had more conversations with non-Christians about my faith than probably in 10 years prior to that. Because people are open to saying, well, this, this guy's authentically Christian. He, you know, it, it is who he is. I'm not, but I'm comfortable because of the of the relationship i'm comfortable to have these conversations with them and none of them have actually been tough like in the sense of 
relationships have been broken or, you know, we've shouted at each other or, you know how they say never talk about religion, um, you know, with others or never argue about religion. No, it's never been that. We actually are very robust, very wholesome. I don't know if that's the greatest word, but we have these good conversations. Um, and I think that's a good thing. Uh, so, so really it's in, for me, it's really just been, this is who I am. It's in my actions. It's in my speech. It's in, it's in everything that I do. And, um, yeah, you, you learn a lot about other people's views and beliefs and belief systems when you, when, when you approach things like that. Mm. I think um, it's come out a lot throughout the, the different episodes in the podcast, but obviously these are the platforms that God has given you, and, mm. uh, and then you're in that space where you're quite aware, hey, I'm representing a value system. Hey, I'm going to have these conversations. There's going to be conduct people will see, things people will directly hear, and... Mm. and to manage and navigate that well is probably the tension we have to hold. But for the person on the front end of the journey, someone who's maybe listening right now, um, who is asking that question of like, oh, I don't even know what the platform is. I don't even know what, uh, what the opportunity could be or what it, I, I maybe have a desire in my heart. Um, just as you guys have walked out where maybe, yes, your plan wasn't to get into yep. film and TV. That was not even something you studied or, or, you can tell us the story about Top Gear, like, you know, did you really plan that that was always going to be a thing? No. So how, how do we manage that on the front end when we perhaps have a desire or sometimes God brings something into it and he's got a whole different plan to what we were thinking? Because I think a lot of people are in that space going, I don't even know what the platform is, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. let alone how to deal in that. Yeah. Both have to be a, a conversation I, I think we have. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know who wants to go first, but you guys can jump in. So let me go. Um, so I think, first of all, my view is the platform is whatever place you're in. I think a lot of the time, as you said, you know, we always have these plans about what we, we have our own plans where we go, OK, this is what we want to do and this is what we want to achieve and, you know, whatever. And maybe for some, you don't quite know how you're going to get there. Maybe for some, you do get there. But as we know, God has his plans and God's plans are sovereign. And God does what he does with, and he uses you in whatever way, shape or form he deems fit. So if I can just, uh, whether you're unemployed or whether you're in between jobs or you've just been retrenched or whatever the case is, that's your platform. Ultimately, the platform is wherever you meet with God's people and with, with people. That's the way I see it. So for us, uh, I've been very fortunate, I suppose, in the sense that I've always kind of known what I wanted to do really always like i'd say from 15 i knew that i would be in a media entertainment space of some sort and i i realized later that that's quite a fortunate position to be in obviously at the time i was just like oh this is normal yeah we all know what we want to do whatever cool but i've always known i could tell you that i was going to work in the car space when i was probably 13. i knew that i would in fact i knew that i would own a car magazine one day or i wanted to own a car magazine one day mm -hmm. As to when and how and you know where that happened, I didn't quite know, but I knew that's the space that I wanted to be in. And if you look at my career, all the little things that I've done, working in entertainment, working in TV, working in radio, it all has had a hand in getting to me where I am today. And now my platform, some might say, well, you have a platform, you have this, you have these businesses, but actually the platform is really who I'm with. So I'll, I'll give you an example. So sometimes God is using you to bring hope. You don't even know it. Mm. 
So one of the guys that I hired a very long time ago, and I hired a guy, and I remember, you know, I just went through the process. I, I interviewed a couple guys because this is how we do things. We prayed about it, and we hired a guy. Cool. And then he worked for us for five years, and, you know, he's a cool guy. What I didn't know is eventually he went on and he, and he did other work and he works for another company at the moment. But what I didn't know is very much later, I don't know how, four or five years later, we had a conversation when he had left us and he said, you don't know this, but the day you called me to tell me that I was getting the job, I was lying on my bed contemplating if this life was worth it. Mm. Okay, so we just go. <laughs> what you know you're just shocked right mm. but i think the learning is just walk in in the path you are are in do your work I, I i think sometimes the platform is just do your work do it well do it with integrity meet people where they're at and focus on what you do because god's using that and then, and I'm sure Kanye will talk about this, and then there are things that God will call you to specifically. Maybe people, maybe he'll put people on your heart. And he, and he does incredible work through that. But I think working from a, from a place that says, I am put in a place of leadership, I am put in front of people, you know, treat people with love and respect and dignity and all these things and just do your work. Because in doing your work, God's already bringing hope to people. Yeah. And I think that's sometimes what we forget. The fact that we pay people salaries, for many people, that's hope, mm -hmm. you know, to many. The fact that we pray before our, our big meetings, you know, some people have laughed at us. They go, oh, are you serious? We pray? And I go, yeah. And we stand <laughs> and we pray. And then only, you know, weeks, months later, people go, I'm really glad, glad you prayed because, um, you know, I'm also a Christian and I just felt like a bit awkward that maybe we shouldn't be praying in front of all these people. So... And, you know, we don't, it's not stuff we conjure up and go, it's, you know, we just pray because that's, that's who we are. And, and we believe in this God and he's given us this platform. Mm. So we just carry on with it. But I, I think the learning is God's doing it. He's doing it anyway, mm. you know. Kanye, what does it look like for you? <laughs> so, so one, um, dissecting your heart is a big thing. Understanding what's going on inside. Mm. So every season that we're in, I really feel that God is speaking. And sometimes his voice is loud and clear. And sometimes it's very, very soft. But he is always speaking. He's never silent. Um, and so w unlike Avon, who knew what he wanted to do at the age of 15, I was the law corp that was, I didn't even know what I was <laughs> studying. Like I, was, I studied geography. I didn't even know why I was doing it. I, you know, I went even to the master's level and was even got the degree and it was just like, I still don't know what I'm doing. And then I went into corporate and climbed up this ladder and reached the top and still didn't know what I was doing. And when I got retrenched, um, God really showed me what I was worshipping. And he told me, he said, you're worshipping your career. I have more for you. Do you believe it? And I didn't think I was worshiping my career until he was just like, I'm gonna take this away and let's see what happens. And I freaked out. I went, <laughs> I got depressed. It was the darkest space. I was pregnant with our third child. 
and that was probably one of the darkest seasons we've been through as a married couple. Um, and so I say this because there's someone right now that is in a dark space and that's, that's hit rock bottom and has, doesn't believe that there could be anything good that's coming out of the circumstance that's around them. And I'm living proof to say he is right there in that dark space. He's right there and he's saying, I have more for you. So filter through what's going on here. And when he, when he took it away, I realized, I was just like, whoa, I didn't know I could be in that dark space ever. I didn't know that I was always a joyful person. And even for everyone to see me depressed was just like, it just, I actually, I actually used to think people who are depressed, I'm like, just get up and go. Like, what's going on? Like, until it's you that is experiencing it. And so when I had that in, that, in that dark space, I realized that, okay, God has something more. And he actually gave me verses and he spoke to me in those dark spaces. Um, and stone culture was, was one of them. And why it's called stone culture is because I never wanted to forget. I said, I'm, I didn't know what I was going to do next. Avon came up with the name. And I was just like, God spoke through you, babe. He spoke through you. Stone culture is stone, solid rock, God, firm foundation, mm -hmm. culture, in the business, Boom. Mm -hmm. here, let's go. I didn't know whether I was going to be studying rocks or <laughs> jumping in front of a camera. And that's how it started. And that was, that was six years ago. And the Stone Culture has been the vessel that God has given me to shine his light through mm. people that I never thought of or imagined. And my talent know me that, that I've prayed through them, not just for them to get a job, but even in their dark spaces, because I've known what it was like. I'm like, no, 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 no. Do not give up now. You can't be turning your back. Mm -hmm. You called for such a time as this. God's heard your prayers. And lo and behold, I wish I could give their testimonies of how their lives have turned around. And, and it has given hope in spaces that I never thought of that I could do. But God has done it all, really. <laughs> You know, we talk about, um, and we speak about a lot, obviously being City Hope Church means hope kind of matters a bit to us. <laughs> um, but we talk about, you know, hope, the hope in the world sense is, you know, we're just kind of hoping it's going to happen. It's kind of flimsy. And, but the hope yeah. we have is different when we understand hope's a person. It's Jesus. It's solid. It's, it's rock. It's, it, <laughs> it's, it's there. It's not going to... It's real. Yeah. And we have this eternal hope in our future. And so I want to turn your attention to a little bit towards the future. Uh, now that we've got to hear a bit about your past <laughs> and where God's brought, brought you through, what are some of the hopes you guys have for the future um, in whatever spaces that might look like or, or, or and, and whatever it might be? Um, I'm going to just broad stroke it, put it out there. Because um, I think it's so important to like not forget what God's done in the past, not to forget the journey, mm -hmm. have conversations mm -hmm. like this, but at the same time to also be like, articulating, hey, this is a hope we've got for the future and, and God's going to do something here that's that's ahead of us now. Yeah. Um, and I know you guys will be thinking about that space as well. So, so tell us about the future, what, you, what, what the hope is there. So we all have our own, as I said, plans and ideas. And for me, both of our businesses, but uh, certainly in, in our business, I want our businesses to be places where when people look at these businesses they realize a what's possible because we are we are a black owned company predominantly black staff and so through the journey and this again is something that i didn't quite 
I didn't plan for this. I didn't sort of, I didn't, I didn't design it like this. God did. But through the journey, I've, I've seen what having a black team has done for many, many black up-and-coming journalists, um, media people, entrepreneurs, um, production guys. We've had so many people just say, wow, guys, what you guys are doing is amazing. Wow, guys, you have no idea what you're doing, you know, for, for people like us. Wow, guys, um, you're showing us what's possible. Now, I'll be honest, I, I'm just doing my job. You know, I'm just doing what I can and as is my partner, as you know, we see it on quite a surface level most of the time. But I know that God's doing a work that is way, way, way beyond me. And we live in a country where, particularly in a, in a, in a black context, there's still so much anger, still so much pain, still so much hopelessness, particularly for black people who just go, well, I'm black and I'm, I don't have all the opportunities and I don't have a chance and, you know, all these things. And so already, without me even, you know, thinking about it, God's already doing stuff which is way above me. So, so what my hope is for the future is that Clipping Point and, it, and the team would be a picture that brings hope, not just in a kind of career sense, but also in a sense of value, giving people real value for who they are. And ultimately, what I want people to be able to know is that, well, it's actually God who did that. Mm. Um, it's not me or my partner or Top Gear or, you know, because I think sometimes we can just associate stuff to, as I say, very surface level stuff. But really, it's God who's doing this stuff. It's not me. I mean, I've had people tell me stuff that I just go, wow, I had no idea that a simple act that we might have done had such an impact on someone. So, I mean, the one story, and this is, again, in South Africa, where we live in a world of every day we talk about corruption, every day we talk about, you know, electricity and load shedding and, you know, all these topical issues and politics and crime and all this kind of stuff. Um, very recently, someone said, you know, I really admire the fact that you guys work with integrity. And so what is that? Well, nothing's ever dodgy. And I, you know, for some people, I'm like, well, that's, isn't that normal? No, we work in a context where that's not normal. <laughs> and just through running our business in what we think is a normal way, people are, are going, wow, that's, that's different. You know, and again, I, you know, I take no credit. It's, it, it's all God. And, and for me, if my businesses and what we do can shine a light on Jesus and the hope that he's brought me and the hope that he brings many, well, then that's my vision. That's, that's my goal is that we bring hope to the hopeless in how God uses us. Because mm. ultimately, we're all, we're all people. You know, God's doing what he does with us. Mm. Kanye, what does it look like for you? <laughs> So I think everyone knows this. I never want to box God or put him in a box. I can say, okay, so this is where you've put me and this is where you're going to fit in, you know. So in saying that, it's unlimited what God can do through you mm -hmm. um, and through your network. And I've seen how... And I, and I say this because it's, it's, it's so, I've seen how he moves. It's, it's, 
it's, he's a miracle-working God. He moves in ways we cannot see and we don't ever, we can't actually understand. We cannot comprehend his greatness. And so the future is Christ. And so the future is far bigger than we can ever think of or imagine. And so how does that look like now? And I think often we limit him to what we have now. And I say don't. Operate with the hope and the, and the knowledge that your God is a God who loves you and he is using you in ways you don't even know. And so like, it, and I often get blown away when, when, when I stop relying on me, when I stop, stop relying on my limited knowledge or like when I rely on him, it's a game changer. He shifts things, he opens up doors, he, he just moves and he gives us the resources, the, the people, um, the skills that are beyond what, it, it actually never came from me or them, it's actually God who works and that's for me big. So the future, the future's big. I've really, really loved our conversation and um, I want to thank you guys. We, are, we really thank you for being a part of the series. Thank you for sharing um, your story. Um, I know it's going to bring a lot of hope to a lot of people. Um, and I hope you've enjoyed the, the series with us. I, I hope you've started to ask that question of God, God, what is, what is the platform you've given me? Realize that there's a platform. It's not just in the future. It's right now. You have it. Yeah. Um, he gives us spaces, places, relationships. That space mm -hmm. is where we can cultivate hope. Um, and so I really do hope that this has spoken to you. Uh, hey, it could speak to someone else as well. And so no, why, why not share it? Now that you're here on the channel, why not make sure you subscribe so you catch up with everything that we do. You can watch the rest of um, the Fine Carry Bring podcast right here, episode one, two, and we're done with episode three. Avon, Tanya, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Have a great one. Yeah, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's God a wrap. bless. <laughs>